Kanbanwa. Kanbanwa. Hambagu is a Terrace House recap podcast with three girls and one boy. They watch each episode in their own beautiful houses with their own beautiful automobiles. They observe the lives of the house members and discuss their thoughts and feelings. There is no script at all. Hi, guys. Hi. Hey. Hey. Hi. 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 Welcome to Hambagu House. This is our Terrace House podcast. Yes, the first episode. So <laughs> I heard that music and I just, it just washes over me with delight. It makes my heart like fill up. I like actually feel myself calming down when I hear that music. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I'm not even I'm like, ah, oh, there it is. Yeah, I definitely need to take breaks sometimes just to listen to that music. Even not even the whole song, just maybe like thirty seconds of it. It's like okay, life will be all right. Yes, I can do it. Can do it. Tomorrow's ours, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's introduce ourselves and talk about how Terrace House makes us feel and what we hope to get out of this podcast. How does that sound? Okay, I'm Dawn. Um, I found Terrace House through my friends, who you'll meet in a second. And I ended up binge watching it um, through these last few months, taking breaks and avoiding my job and um, really going all in and just falling in love with all of these people in this house and, uh, yeah, it was really, um, some very helpful medicine for me for these past few months. And I'm Brad and, uh, I love Tara's house. Uh, I kind of heard about it on the internet randomly like this. Oh, there's this Japanese reality show where it's super slow and not a lot happens, but it's super addictive. And, you know, one day I'm just on Netflix scrolling through on the Apple TV. Oh, what's on Netflix? Click, click, click. And I saw the show and I remembered what I heard about. I was like, I'll give this a try. Um, and yes, lo and behold, it was very addicting. Um, you know, I think, uh, with a, uh, you know, a lot of the political upheaval currently happening in the United States, I think uh, the time was right to find a little oasis where you can take 30 minute uh, breaks of escapism. Uh, so I think that is definitely a, a, a big part of it. But, you know, you have this uh, reality show, which is so different than the you know, like American counterparts um, in the way that, you know, there's such high drama and so much like competition involved in the American versions of these shows. Whereas this Japanese show, everyone is there to really support each other mm-hmm. um, and, and help each other succeed. And it's just such an interesting dynamic. Um, and of course, as you go through, you also learn and discover, uh, you know, some interesting things about the culture. So, again, being Americans, um, you know, I think there's an element to like kind of like eavesdropping on another culture that's kind of fascinating that maybe, you know, the the creators of the show didn't necessarily intend. But it's kind of a 
um, you know, an extra effect. And I'm just happy to be doing this podcast because, you know, we've all watched all the episodes of Tara's House, Boys and Girls in the City. And, um, you know, watching it and then discussing it was such an important, um, you know, experience for me. I'm just so happy to be able to go back and revisit it all. Me too. Yeah. yeah me too. Well, I have to say, cause I'm going to go next. Um, this is Audrey <laughs> and Brad, I think it was Brad and Laura started watching it first and they totally sold it to be, um, on the idea of escapism from the political climate. Cause I was in a deep, dark place and they were just like, no, no, you really, you have to see this. And then I dove in. I think Don and I, we started pretty much at the same time, but then Don blew past all of us and, and we tried to, <laughs> the rest of us tried to slow it down and, 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 and synchronize the last handful of episodes so that we can experience the joy all at the same time. And I don't know. I really don't know how to explain my love for it, but there's so much that I, I, there's just so much and I'm, I'm sure we'll explore that. All right. And this is Laura. I really echo Brad and Audrey and Dawn, really the same things. It was just, especially with the political climate, I like, we're just all saying the same thing. I was just so down and I just felt, I, I just felt it was like such a dark time. And I think finding this show, and I think Brad had mentioned it first and then I saw it pop up on my Netflix and I'm like, what is this? And it was so nice because it, it had nothing to do with America at all. So it was like pure escapism and I'm obsessed with Japan anyway. So it was like, what is this? <laughs> this is checking every box and it's so like calm, but then you have, you know, the commentators who are so crazy and I love them. So it was just like, and then I, we haven't watched it in a little bit and then watching it again, I was like, is it going to live up? totally does even more. So I just feel I'm just really excited to relive it all again with fresh eyes. Do you think the show would be so, um, so much fun to watch if the commentators weren't there, if it was just the members of the house? Oh, no, 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 no. no. They're, they're, they're must haves. In fact, I think they're almost more entertaining. I almost like, desperately anticipate their reaction yes. more than I, than I want to see what happens next. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so much like that same thing, like something's happening and I'm like, cut back, cut back. I need to know. I need to know how they feel. I need to I know how I feel because feel they feel. Like, <laughs> when it cuts and then they're all like, Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> that makes me, it kills me. Ugh. And also what Baba Chan is wearing, so important. Oh, just everything. Yeah, they're just amazing. I love them. And they all do offer that, um, you know, I mentioned before the kind of like cultural, uh, you know, difference in the, in the interestingness that that creates. But also like then seeing their reaction to what's happening adds another level to it. So like. You know, I'll, I know I'll watch a scene and kind of have an idea of what's going on or like why, what the dynamic is like. But then their commentary is like completely different. Yeah. You know, I'll be watching it and I'll just be like, oh, that was kind of cute. And then they'll come back and be like, oh, that guy is so full of himself. I can't believe it. 
Why did yeah. he have to say it that way? It's like, what are they? What? What? Okay. Uh, you know. Yeah. They're so important because I, you know, you're watching it and you don't, we know nothing about living in Japan or being in that culture. And, you know, except for, you know, weird things you read or watching anime and like they, I need them to explain things to me. I need them to put, get me understanding what is actually happening. So, well, I think it's so, you know, all the interactions are new to us because again, we're not used to the behaviors and the, and what's culture culturally accepted with like communicating and relationships and whatnot and having them put into context, you know, what is acceptable, what is not acceptable. And, um, and it helps, you know, draw a benchmark of context. <laughs> and then as the, as the season evolves and you get different people in there, you're like, okay, okay. I think I know, I think I know what to sort of expect and, and how this direction goes. So when you, when you meet people with, um, different, you know, as the series goes on and different people come in that have slightly different cultural backgrounds, you kind of can, can understand some of those differences given the, con- the context that was, uh, you know, the commentators provided from the, from the people who started the season. Totally. So I don't think we mentioned it, but, you know, our, our plan here as a podcast is to go through each episode. Yes. So we're going to have each episode, um, you know, about we're going to we're going to do one episode of the podcast for each episode of Tara's House Boys and Girls in the City. Um, and so this is episode one. So we're talking about uh, the first episode. And we should also Tara's House. that we discussed that this is really for the fan of Terrace House who has already watched the show and just wants to relive it again because that's what we're doing. And so there might be some spoilers or whatnot, or we might mention some characters. We're going to try to keep it in the kind of the life of what's happening in the house at that time. But, you know, I don't think... There's going to be be indications of foreshadowing. Yeah, like we can't... I can't help... We can't help ourselves and mention. Yeah. Well, the one thing I have noticed in that watching it, some of the episodes I've watched a a second time. uh, And when I do that, like I've noticed like there's such heavy foreshadowing that completely went over my head. Yeah. When I watched it, but there's totally like, you know, you know, the the uh, editors are sure to include like a throwaway line. Uh-huh. from a certain week that will then become important like several episodes later. And so I'm sure we'll have to be, you know, calling a lot of those out. It's just going to be impossible for us not to. Well, actually, you know, I was thinking about that because aren't they airing shortly after they're recorded? So like how much editing could they, you know, plan for? Well, that's a good point. I mean, it, it seems like there's a there's a decent separation and we can actually tell because again spoilers somewhat but you know there is the episode where someone's watching the a previous episode and then it forces him to go talk to one of the members of the house we just say we could we could totally count the 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 lag there you know of maybe like five or somewhere somewhere like five or seven episodes or something like that but also can i just say how bonkers that is like they yes. are in. They're watching themselves. I yes. lose my. I lose 
at every time I see that. Cause I'm like throwing the dynamic off. So nuts. You're in the house. You're in the house. You're in this weird house with all these people on TV and you're seeing yourself on TV and not only seeing yourself on TV, which I think would be like, whatever, I guess it's still weird, but you see the commentators commenting on you. Yeah. And viscerally, viscerally, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. just like, yeah, eviscerating, I think is what I was going to play. Just yeah, like yeah, eviscerating yeah. you sometime, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Like, I just think they shouldn't be allowed to watch the show while they're on the show. It just is. Or get all the uh, feedback from tw- the, the, the Twitter. Yeah, social media. Yeah. yeah, I feel like they should be cut off from that. I feel like yeah, real yeah. world is not even that cut they're off. Just watching themselves. It's probably like they're, they're on Twitter. They're on, you know. Yeah, it's, like it's they're probably with you know, I'm assuming they were Instagramming while they were in the house, right? Right. I mean, and I mean, even uh I always call him glasses, what's his name? Was like, I shouldn't have been so mean to tap. Now he's gonna like pull back, you know, or whatever. I just it's like crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, there is the one episode where Tap is uh he's like down because everyone on Twitter is like Making fun of him so yeah, bad. Yeah, it's too much. Like, I can't, that's so, that's, that's too much. I don't know. That stresses me out. When I first saw them do that, I was like, why don't they just finish airing the show and then do that? But I guess they're on that show for so long, like 36 weeks yeah. to be on a reality show. That's a long time. But at their well, own choice. I, guess, I know it's right? at their own choice, but that's nine months. That's nine months. That's a long time. Yeah. Well, no, it's actually 40, 46 weeks. Is it 46 weeks? It's 46 weeks. But no, yeah. but not one person stayed that whole time. Armand. Well, Armand was like, <laughs> except for like the first eight episodes, he was on the entire show. Was you really blame just, him, do you blame him though, man? Like you're in Japan, like you get to live in an awesome house. You don't have to pay rent. I'm just saying. I didn't realize that he was on for everything except eight episodes. I he was the first cast member aside from the original six and he was there till the end okay (laughs) we're already spoiling (laughs) yeah and it's funny how like it's funny how like they didn't refer to him as like like the older brother because he kind of really was by that point yeah but anyway maybe we should get into the actual episode (laughs) yeah should we go through the character the first set of members that come in Yes. And our first impression. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. I have them written down in order. Yeah. So Makoto, so Makoto comes. Here. Makoto yeah. comes in first. Twenty-one. Age twenty-one. I love that they show their ages. By the way, are his legs shaved? I. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I, the first time I watched, I was like, what? Well, not really paying attention. And then the second time I watched, I was, his legs are so shiny, and I was like, oh yeah, he's a swimmer. But no, he's a. He's a base. He's a pitcher. He's a baseball. Well, they pitcher. do focus on his legs. The introduction we see of him is just his legs. I mean, he's we're really solid. Like thirty yeah. seconds. Yeah, it's just yeah. his legs, and we're like, "Who is this person?" Yeah, we're just looking at their legs. We're looking at them like kick off their sandals, walk up. The legs are now walking up the steps. I mean, he has really good legs. So, I mean, he's Can you really blame him. He's pretty cute. I gotta say, he's all right. Yeah. I mean, so here's he kind something. of looks like a sports dude. Well, yeah, because he's a sports dude. I know. I just don't know. 
So right. he does have the pit stains going on. Oh, yes. Now the, <laughs> rough. the it's rough. Now in the the commentators, right? Um, Build him on that. Yamasato Yamasato, is like, Yamasato. but he always Yamasato always has pit stains. But he's like he's like, hey, he has the pit stains. That's a real turnoff to the ladies, right? Yeah, and all the ladies are like, "Oh no, of course that's not! What are you talking about? Uh, what did they say? That's not he's a full of He's full yeah. of <laughs> oh yeah. my god! So, so here's my so my question for you, ladies: Is that a Japanese <laughs> kind yeah, of no, unique no. perspective, or from your American perspective, or would you be like, "Yeah, pit stains"? That's that's just like shows that he's full of vigor. That's kind of. I cool. think it's completely depends on the context. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I mean. If it's I think a hot it says, day, it's like, what are you going to do? You know, there's not so much you could do about it. I feel like it just says that he's nervous. Well, yeah. that's what Minori said. Like, I think she mentioned that he was anxious. And uh, so he's just sitting there sweating. Like, <laughs> I know, he did have also- the unusual uh, circumstance of, you know, he was probably in the house by himself for, you know. Yeah, quite a while. Uh, who, who knows how long? Just, oh, okay, this is me. And there's, you know, cameras in here and this is weird. And and then who knows how long it was until Minori comes in next. She's the next person to come in. And her hair is very pretty. And she's just like super cool, like right from the jump. She just walks in and she's super cool. Yeah, she's like, what's up? Can we also go back to sweatiness for one second and talk about how the commentators, that room, everyone was so sweaty like in the first announcing, like uh-huh. where the set was and that they were in those awkward chairs with their weird, awkward, like Netflix drinks or whatever. Branded. It definitely got a much more comfortable set on the second episode. It throws me off and everyone looked so sweaty. So I guess yeah. they shouldn't have been dissing Makoto on sweatiness. Just saying. Yeah. Minori is really hard to read. I think for me, the whole series, cause you can't, I think she has just a, kind of a a goofy sense of humor and it's just it's very hard to read her and I think you see that I see that I notice that right from the outset yeah she's really guarded she is really guarded and I mean I like her because of that but I feel like I see that part of her personality kind of come out right from the get-go yeah and then comes Tap oh Tap Yuki I mean, I don't know. Yeah, so we talk about first impressions. Um, he's the first kind of I don't I don't I don't know how to describe him, right? Like, I guess just kind of like I don't know if he's like goofy or just ultra stylish or both, or what his <laughs> deal is. And he's a professional tap dancer. Yeah. So it's like okay, this is I mean you know so far we had like university students. That have like bigger aspirations, baseball player, model. But he's twenty seven, and I wouldn't yeah. say they have bigger aspirations. He's reached his goal. He like won the national tap contest. No, 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 no. I mean, I just mean bigger aspirations than being a student. I was talking about them oh, having oh, like yeah, they no, haven't no, hit no, what they're is, doing. Is crazy. He's like we find out later. He's like one of the top tap. Yeah. He's like the t- it, it, again cultural thing in Japan. They're very big on ranking things. It seems yeah, like this beef is a rank two. 
Yeah, A5. You know? A5 beef. <laughs> A5 beef. That's from Food Wars. Yeah. Um, like, and, you know, and, and, and Yuki is like the rank. He has a certain rank. He's like rank. He's like the seventh best tap dancer in all of Japan or something mm-hmm. like that. He has stoically printed. So he's not a lightweight. Since, you know, he was seven. So my favorite quote. Yeah. And I think, too, I think it's. I wonder, I feel like when you're 21, someone being 27, you might as well be 50. So I just wonder. Yeah, he's an old man. Yeah, if they feel like he's just so old. Yes. Although 23 is his favorite age. Right, yeah. Well, I wonder if he was saying that kind of sarcastically. Like, you know, like, oh, everybody's like 21, 23. Wow, you know, that was my favorite age. Yeah, maybe like that's cementing the his <laughs> cementing his all elder elderliness, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, it maybe that is part of it. You know, to me, I just see that cons that well that 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 comment was part of a like kind of a uh, a string of uh um kind of like again, str- somewhat strange comments because next, and this is a segue here we can pull in because next comes Mizuki, Mizuki. correct? Oh, yeah. And as Mizuki comes in, Tap says, oh, so this is how it feels. What does, Wait, I, what does, does that, that mean? even mean? I didn't pick up on he, that. What was he? He means, oh, this is how it feels to be in the house oh, and now a new person oh. comes. I have not gotten to experience that yet. I've just come. So now this is how it must have felt for Mako-chan and Minori. But again, it's it's such a like, a, I don't know. It's something like, yeah, it's just a, it's just an interesting thing to say. Yeah. It's a formalization of something that is so, you know, so minor, so right. fleeting. Yes. To bring attention to it like that means... Oh, this is a memorable. I don't know. I mean, I get it, but I, I people. I maybe it's the translation that makes it seem much more formal. A declaration. Yes. But I think I think I'm just gonna, and I'm maybe completely making this up. But I think the translation is done really well. Like I love the translation of all this because it does feel very formal, and I think Japanese is very formal. Like I like the way everyone is like. I look forward to living with you. Like everyone says that, like, it's just like, what a crazy greeting. What a crazy thing to say. <laughs> like, I feel like when we go on vacation and everyone comes in there, yeah, we, I look forward I to being on vacation with you this week. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like, we would say that. I just, I love it. I love how everything is like said, like when Uchi comes in and he has his enormous sewing machine and he's like, it's just a simple hobby. Yeah. Like that's so right. like, I just, i I just love how it's translated. It might be completely wrong and I might be completely making that up, but I just, I love it. It's an unexpected hobby. <laughs> Is that what he said? <laughs> no, nice. I'm just saying that it's yeah. an unexpected, like, <laughs> right. I, I mean, both with the, with the tap dancing as a career and then, you know, dude walks in with a, with a sewing machine. I instantly you think, Oh, he must be in fashion. No, I, right. you know, I, I do hair, but I just do this as a hobby, a hobby, a hobby. Okay. <laughs> but I feel like we, we never see that sewing machine again. We do. do we? One, yeah. we do? one time oh, where okay. they're sewing in the living room on that low table. I think, I don't know. Yeah. There is no, one. There is oh, yes. no, you're, in right. the you're working together, making something. You're right. 
He's right. like making a pair of pants or something. But it is, yeah. But when Uchi comes in, but we we, we have to go back because we just kind of skipped Mizuki. Yeah, all right. Mizuki is Mizuki. definitely my my favorite. For yeah, very my long favorite time. too. Oh, she's, she's so such wonderful. a breath of fresh air. She's so beautiful and hardworking, yeah. and it's kind of weird that her boss runs a soccer company, but I don't know what that means. And then also, and then she also is a barista because of her boss. It's well, she's like a promoter and barista. He yeah. has various enterprises. Yes, one very- being a soccer. I guess a so- is it a soccer company or does he have? No, I wrote a company. I wrote right? soccer company, and I feel like I just took that straight out of the subtitles, and I was right because like, it's or is it? <laughs> does he have a team? Or is it a company? Either way, I hate that we never see their jobs ever, except for Uchi. Drives me nuts. But like, I don't know. I just hope Mizuki's not being taken advantage of. No, but it's there she is likes a, being such a, barista. a hard worker. She wants to be. She wants to have, you know, a coffee shop someday. So maybe that's not a bad thing. But it does seem like that she has to work at both places of his various enterprises. Seems like she's working too hard. But yeah, it's weird. But I really, I love her. Yeah, I no, I love, I love her as well. You know, the commentators make a qu- make a comment that uh, Eureka, they're like, oh, any guy would like a a woman like that. And I'm just like, what are you guys talking about? Oh, I know, Mizuki. It's oh, Mizuki is the one. But again, I think there's a something about again culturally because I think yeah. Mizuki does seem a little more Western. Mm-hmm. Well, Yuriko's like she's just like a living doll. She's just like a perfect little right. The cutie. bows in her hair, yeah, yeah, like little dresses and bows. And her her face is so tiny and innocent. She is very like kind of quint, um, yeah, quintessential cute. Yeah, and she can cook simmered dishes. But I'm jumping ahead there. <laughs> you know she's like someone she's like oh the suitcase is so heavy and it's like she's a girly girl yeah basically yeah. being someone someone please help me though she's going to be a doctor so like i feel like she needs to have more gravitas i feel like mizuki is like a career woman so there i feel like somehow that is a hit against her as uh-huh. like a catch yeah, Minori came off very laid back. Mizuki is very, you know, more mature and 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 also laid back, but you know, somewhat reserved. And then Yuriko, yeah, she's just kind of this flighty, naive kind of super cute girly girl. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now we have to go to Uchi. Oh yeah, Uchi. soft spot in my heart for. Her. Yeah, but in in the beginning, man. Ah, yeah, he's. I forgot. You know what a um, what a trying to be a player he was at the beginning. Oh God! See, this is basically like I'm going to date everybody in the house. My purpose here is to get a girlfriend. I want a girlfriend, but see, it's funny when I. But he wasn't. Sorry, go on. No, the first time I saw that, I thought he was being like a player, and it was just kind of weird because it was like a cultural weirdness. But no, it's because he's super awkward uh-huh. and he's right. super sheltered and he's like never had a girlfriend and like, except for that one in high school that they walked home together or whatever. But <laughs> you know what I mean? so it's like, he's so awkward and I, he's just really socially awkward. And so I feel like seeing that 
conversation again, like, what's your type? I'm like, oh, God, it's like so hard to watch. But at the same time, he knows, like, he seems very confident in, like, what he wants or what he... Yeah. He he knows what he wants and he's very direct about it, but then trying to, yeah, actually converse with other people, it's super awkward or interpret their, 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 and, and so like, and when they have that little powwow in the boys room, which I know I'm jumping ahead and they're like, you know, who are you into? Like, I don't know where he's like Mizuki and you're like, wait, <laughs> what? where did that come from? You, you had no indication whatsoever that that was who you were interested in. You know, yeah, it I, might be because of his high voice, <laughs> which what? I don't get at all. <laughs> that was, that's a perfect example of commentators being like throwing me for a loop, like right from the get go. Like, yeah. like, and you're like, does he have a high voice? And then he speaks again. You're like, no, he sounds fine. Like, what are they even talking about? Is that a thing? I don't ugh. No, I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah, I never got the sense that Uchi was like a player. I, I was from the get go. I was like, yeah, he's just super awkward. Yeah. Like it's not he's not. Maybe he's like trying. I don't even know what he was doing. But the whole like when he does the ask all three girls out on a date, like oh. it was just like, dude, what are you doing? Like, that's not how it works. Like, yeah, he was obviously making a, a rookie mistake there. But see, Although, to me, it seemed so intentional at that moment. Like when he asked everybody out in front of everybody else, I thought that was like purposely positioning everybody to compete for him. It was super yeah. weird and bad. Like, I think it was just good. accidental. It was an accidental power play. I don't know. That's the sense that I got even from it. <laughs> an when it co- power play. When it comes to Uchi, I will just have to repeat um, Yuki's Taps uh, comments when he first saw when he first saw Uchi. What's that? What's that, Brad? He seems nice and fresh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, also Uchi is. At least in this group, and he's one of the hardest workers of like anyone. I think he has like fourteen-hour days every day. Yeah, I think he has a huge commute to get to wherever that that hairstylish style salon thing is. Daikon, whatever. Daikoyama, whatever. They always say where it is. The hair salon, Brad. That's what it's called. No, yes. he's you're you're talking about like the neighborhood that it's in, right? Well, that too, yeah. The yeah, yeah. But before I was fumbling up on the name of the actual I think it's called type Blast. of establishment. Is that called Blast? Blast? Yeah, it's called yeah, Blast. It's Blast. Blast, yeah. Yeah. And it's look it looks like it's just made out of like reclaimed windows. Like it's just when it's you see very, the interior it, of it, it's it like like a cool place. Yeah. So then we get to the last member, which is the aforementioned Eureka, the cute little Eureka, uh, quintessential doll person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but who's 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 in med school? Medicine, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Most people I know that age, they all think they're going to be doctors. So it's 
They're not all going to be doctors. Yeah. Who knows if she's... But she's... That's true. Well, what level is she in, though? Because isn't she... I think well, she's. She, I, I I think she. Yeah, she was like a junior, junior or senior. But I mean, she's not in med school yet. So she's not in med school yet. But wait, she's. I don't know how it works in Japan, but. Right. I feel she's older, and Makoto and Minori are twenty-one, and they're graduating. Like that was their last year. So is she in like? She said she was at her. She's in a med school program. So I wonder if you just go straight through. When she left, didn't she leave to go? So she went to do her like to do like a residency. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's what she said she was leaving for. Right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so those are all the people. Those are all the people. And then they then get they down go. to who's gonna cook. I know. Uh, yeah. uh, so what are the girls, women making? You women, hey girls, you're gonna make great use of this kitchen, girls. Oh, girls, look at this. Can look we let kitchen, can we girls. let the women take care of the cooking? The girls are gonna have such that. good we time to take care of the cooking. Cooking here, yeah. Oh, they're all at fault for like the uh, things they say. Uh, you know, yeah, like uh, the women will take care of the cooking, and then Uchi's all like, you know, can you cook this for me? This is my Minori's favorite. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. It's crazy. Well, Uchi is a crazy offender with that throughout the series. He, like, comes home and he's like, Minori, can you make me noodles today? (laughs) Okay. like, oh, okay. Ugh. Go make me a curry. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, Stuff kills me. It's really, that, all that stuff's really hard. Kitchen and make me a sandwich. Yeah. (laughs) Make me a sandwich, woman. But instead, it's make me a curry. Make me some udon. And then she like heats up like a mix of stuff. This isn't a future episode, obviously. (laughs) And it's just like, and and she's like, how is it? It's a, he's like, it's a bit of a hodgepodge, but you know, I could get by. Like, what? (laughs) I made you food, dude. You don't get to make a comment. No. Ugh. That stuff's hard. Okay. And then they tour the house. (laughs) Yeah. They pick their bunks very, uh, you know, politely. No one argues over who's going to sleep where. Yeah, it's very... I feel bad for they, the guys. They kindly like, let uh, Uchi have the lower bunk so he doesn't smack smack his head on the ceiling. And everybody's just, like, so polite. I know. It's like, okay, okay. Never any issues. Mm-hmm. Oh, but the three showers. See, cultural things. The three yeah. shower heads in the women's bathroom. Mm-hmm. And that crazy tub. Well, it's not just the three shower heads. It's like, oh, can we all fit in the tub at the same time? Yes. Oh, no, that like communi- communal like bathing. Yes. I mean, I get that. But like, I don't know. Yeah, what's up with the three shower heads? That seems. And there's a camera in that room huh. because they showed them in the tub. So, oh, yeah. Here's a question, mm-hmm. which I assume it's, it's just tracking cameras, right? They don't have a film crew in there. I honestly don't know. Judging by how static the cameras are, I would think they were just like put in the walls somewhere, right? I mean, they're never, the cameras are never moving. So, but they get really close shots of things sometimes. But they can just, they could be a combo. Oh, like the food. Yeah. Food. Like here we are chopping the onions and stuff, and it's from a side angle. Maybe there's just drones flying around. (laughs) 
or somebody comes in with like their iPhone and they're just like, yeah, just get a really quick shot of that. Bring in the kitchen drone. <laughs> they're cooking. Because I just, I feel like the hot pot drone. <laughs> hot, oh, those hot pots. Damn, those look so good. But so, that's like, it's just, yeah, that was just a, a side because I just, the thought of like having a whole crew in there filming them just. And when they're in public, obviously. Yeah. Oh crazy. yeah, that's true. That's why there's not, I, that's why I assume they're not in their offices and stuff. Cause it's just like too much of a yeah. violation. I mean, they do a token. Here is someone in their profession for like almost everyone or maybe everyone yeah. like segment. Like even Mizuki, there is a, you know, she in is a, in a cubicle. One, they show yeah. her like yeah, at the office talking to her worker like, oh, those TPS reports, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, OK, we'll email Bob and send them over. But none of the you schools, know. except for you get one shot of Makoto in the beginning. But like Makoto Minori and Yuriko, you never see their schools. Yeah, they never show them at school. That's true. Yeah. And you see M- Minori modeling once. I want more of their life. Ha, ha, ha. I want to go rewind for a second. Bring it back. So the communal bathtub is okay, but three shower heads is not. I mean, what? I don't know. Yeah. Why? Why does it it upset you, Audrey? Yeah. Does it upset you that there's three shower heads or? I guess it's just that, well, they pointed it out. So it made me think but that was more significant than the tub. Like the tub, I could see like, you know, bubble bath. Everybody's like covered in there or whatever. I don't know. Somehow. The and they do have baths, but there's a couple scenes of them in the bath. Yeah. Together. together yeah. I guess I've seen that scene with the girls in a bathtub together. And see, and, and that image seems more acceptable than seeing three girls showering. I mean, obviously they're not putting that out there, but like three girls showering next to each other just seems awkward and prison like. Right. Yeah. Well, it's just like, you know, the nine to five rat race is somewhat of a prison, you know, and if you got to get to work on time, yeah, you can't have to be waiting there. for your roommate. You got to get in there. I guess. The earth is, is a prison more or less created for all of us. <laughs> Thank you, Brad. Thanks, Brad. All right, Let's, so can we, can we talk about the commentators for a few minutes and their personality? Oh, yes, yes. What are we doing? Yes. Okay. Should we go around the room, like their room? Starting with start Yamasoto. With, okay, we'll start with Yamasoto. He's my favorite. He's cute. <laughs> he's always got a great sweater on. I mean, and he's their, always got that attitude of like he's always looking. Yeah, he's always wondering who he can, he can hate. Which is they're like, too perfect. I'm gonna hate them from now on. <laughs> I just think they all play a role, you know. Like he plays like the snarky role. Like Takui plays the like romance expert role, you know. Like I just he's also like the t- Tokui and uh, you are kind of like the mom and dad. Like they're yeah. like the old, experienced. Yeah. They've seen it all, and they they love seeing these young people, and they like are reliving their past yeah. craziness and yeah when when you and Tequi like get on a roll together oh, where they're like that's the best a scene oh. or you know just talking <laughs> about like no there's totally a way you can cheat here trust <laughs> us like we, we've been through this like <laughs> yeah he seems way more creepy about it than she does i mean when she's like oh 
I love him. I, I want to be with him. And, and when he's likewise doing the same thing, it's a little creepier, but I don't know. <laughs> I feel like you has a really interesting life. I just feel yeah. like she lives. That's my feeling. Like, I think, I don't think if I hung out with her, like on an evening, like going out, there's no way I could keep up with her. <laughs> I mean, like no way. <laughs> like she just, I'm fascinated by her real life. And I just like halfway through, she like mentioned she has a son. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, what's your son like? But I, here's a question. None of them wear wedding rings. And so I did like this deep dive, like, cause I'm like, are any, how can none of them be married? That seems weird. Like, and I was like, maybe people don't wear wedding rings in Japan, but it seems like they do. I don't know. It just was an interesting, random total aside. Clearly way obsessed with the commentators, but I don't know. It just made me, I was like, come on. How can they not all be in relationships? That seems weird. They're all well, I mean, to is a- like seven people at a time. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they may have been married in the past. Some of them, I, I, I think. Oh. Takui has obviously been like in the news recently for some, mm, some, uh-oh, some what? playing. I just mean when the show was on, they referenced it a couple times. Oh. Like, oh, I read that in the paper, and they're like, yeah, I blah blah, you know. Fred, you have to say what it is. I do. About oh, about the hambagu? How he ate the hambagu? No, the show that he, <laughs> he, he is on. It's like oh, a well, I'm not show, talking but... about that. I wasn't even talking about that, but I think that is very fascinating. So, again, all these commentators are, um, you know, there's this concept in Japan that we, I don't think we really have in America. We kind of do, like, we have the concept of, like, a celebrity for just for kind of, like, celebrity's sake. Like, Kim Kardashian is kind of in that role, mm-hmm. I think. But, like, in Japan, yeah, you have, like, a lot of these shows do have these commentators, or at least, and, like, you can kind of, like, do that professionally. Like, yeah, I'm just kind of a celebrity, mm-hmm. and you'll see me in commercials, and I'll be on various TV shows. Um, well, I think that's what I'm... But, but yeah, Takui to, to has a show that he's on where he's a commentator where... <laughs> Um, and Laura, you put me up to mentioning this, so I'm going to do it. You can't just throw it out there and you know, it's a, it's a, so it's a show where guys have to sing karaoke songs and then it's a kind of a competition. Like, can they get to the end of the song while they are getting a hand job from a woman? I can't, I can't. So the thing that's interesting that fascinates me about this watching Terrace House is to like, it puts me in his mind of like, it's almost like, okay, you can do like a raunchy kind of show like that. It's almost like, like I can kind of see it. it's like a Howard Stern type segment or something. Uh-huh. But then he can be on Terrace House and kind of be, yes, I'm the experienced one, but he can also be so, er- he's so earnest about it, right? I mean, like, I can't see. Cried. He's cried. Yeah, he's, he's cried over it. Or he, he's watching the, like, you know, the new love form and he's like totally non cynical. He's all just like, oh, this is the best part and, you know, all this stuff. Like, and, and again, like in America, like, I couldn't see Howard Stern, like, being a commentator on a, on a show like Terrace House and like totally being into it versus being like, yeah, I'm too cool for this or I'm going to make fun of these people. So like relentlessly. Right. Um, you know, that's my role versus being so earnest about it. Like, 
again, it's just a, a, a fascinating dynamic to me. Yes. Okay, we didn't talk about Trendle, who I love. Yeah, she's cute. She's sort she's of like the. Um, she's she's well. She's like the uh, the Greek chorus. Maybe she always gives you the update of what's right. going on and brings everybody up to speed. And yeah, and she doesn't necessarily say a lot, but when she does have something to say, it's big. Yes. Yeah. It really sucks me in. You know, I sent a video to you guys, and I don't think you watched it. Oh. It was, uh, this was a long time ago. Um, by a long time ago, I guess, I mean a couple months ago. It was uh, a Japanese game show in which, with Yama Yamasato. Yes, I watched that. Okay, yeah, Yamasato was a CGI mummy. <laughs> Oh, I definitely and he's did like not attacking her. No, I didn't. Who would? Who would? Uh, like, and then and then you had to answer like the questions. The CGI mummy was like sh- giving, sh- like firing at you, and like as you and you, I I guess it was like you know, and it was a crazy you had to set. answer so many. It was a crazy like Egyptian crypt set, and it Trendle was on it. And she was like on this platform, and in essence, uh, this rotating platform that was wrapping her up in like, like you know, gauze, like a mummy. My God, but she was also like fifteen, and she was eventually completely mummified. It's <gasps> crazy. By by a CGI Yamasoto, who was kind of like a like a like a like a pharaoh type figure. Yamasoto as a CGI pharaoh. All right, you Why need to be CGI. I don't know. <laughs> but he was, but it was a CGI version of him as a pharaoh. Wait, wasn't it like his face was normal, but then like he was in a CGI, like I kind of pictured it. I, I'm just remembering it. Like he had a pharaoh head, but like a snake yeah. body. Is that right? Am I, I just, I don't know. I don't think he had a snake body, although they did make this show where Yamasato would like be the a pharaoh, a CGI pharaoh that would give you trivia questions to, and you could try to not get mummified by him was apparently so popular there is a Nintendo DS game based on this show. Brad, you need to refind that video and send it to us and we'll also put it in the show notes. Ah, the show notes! Did yes. it, I did it, I got it in! Um, and we have not discussed my favorite always and forever Baba-chan. She's the best. Well, before we get to her, should we get to the Ayumi, the 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 boy who never says anything? I mean, I'm assuming he's there because he's like a heartthrob, like that's to get the girls watching or something. But I think so. I mean, he's yeah, and he's young. He's, he's young. He's ups- He upsets me. I mean, he's like just. He seems so little. His fashion is on point, though. Yeah. Anyway, we could just acknowledge that he sits there and then we can talk about Baba. He does have, I wish like they ask him all these questions in the beginning and he answers them and they're all amazing. And then like, he just can't, they're all such big personalities. He He can't can't keep up himself. He He is an actor though. I mean, you would think like, I don't know. It's weird that he just doesn't say anything. When he leaves due to his youth, then, like, the other guy comes, and yeah. he has a lot more to say. He's, yeah. Who is that, Kentaro? Yes. Yeah. And he seems, he's like an actor, too, right? Like, he seemed famous. Anyway. Famousness about him. 
So Baba Chan. Oh. <laughs> I love her. I mean, we all love her, but we have nothing else to say about her. I mean, it's because she's just a presence. <laughs> I mean, from her outfits uh, to her hair, you know, her her hair, her bubbly personality, and I don't know. I mean, she's so great. And I just like every week. And then I love her outfits. I'm like, what is she wearing? What is she wearing? And then they don't wear shoes. So it's like, I know she thinks about that. So she's always wearing amazing tights. It's like so great. But I was kind of getting upset. Like halfway through, I'm like, she doesn't say much. And then I realized like, she do- again, she's kind of like Trendle. She doesn't always say something. But when she does, it's fantastic. And she's so funny. I love her. That's all I have to say about her. I love them all. I wish they were like, you know, like an inside out. They were like the commentators mm-hmm. in my head. <laughs> oh my that God. would be good. That'd be so great. Ugh. Do we have any, I mean, we're just going to have so much to say about them throughout because. Throughout the next 46 episodes. There's so much. Yes. Yeah, right, so I just want to go back. This one kind of. What are we are we going to end? Because I was going to say, Uchi basically says like, I'm going to make my way through all the girls and ask them out on dates, and that That's sort of sets it up for the second episode. So creeps. I just wanted to. I had one quote that I really liked. I think it's Uchi who says it, or maybe Tap. I'm not sure. When they go check out the quote unquote playroom with the mismatched chairs that all look uncomfortable, and oh yeah. Yeah, and we, which we only find out halfway through the season. There's a TV in there, which I find interesting. But they're like, he's like, this is a place where we bring our stories and talk. Oh, Uchi does say that. Yeah, I, just I actually that- rewatched the episode right right tonight, and um, yeah, so he says that, and then he's like, we, we sit here and we tell our stories and drink, and then that brings up the drinking, and they're like, well, can you drink? And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, they're like, what will you drink? He's like, cola. Yeah, I'll drink soda. It's fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> you think he said oh, I can't drink I because he can't handle it? Or why Why do you think he's... I think it's because he's like me. I mean, I think it's just an uncomfortable flush feeling yeah. that they just, just a lot of people who suffer from that um, just prefer not to at all because it's just too, it's too uncomfortable and it's not attractive. And okay. why would they do that? You know, so yeah. Except for that one episode where he does. Right. <laughs> and it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe that's a good place to wrap it up. Anything else? Nope. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> Door okay. closed sound. <laughs> <laughs>